Welcome to another episode of Trending Up with Edgar de Leon and Sebastian Lopez. We hope you enjoy and are challenged to live life differently as you keep trending up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Trending Up. We want to announce that we will be having videos that go along with each episode. So pretty much it's kind of like the vlogs or the episodes just recorded that will be put on YouTube. So the links to the YouTube channel and to the videos for each podcast episode will be in the show notes of that podcast. So we're excited to check it out. You can see our reactions. You can see our face. You can finally put a face to the voices that you've been hearing. And you'll also be able to see the people that we're interviewing and talking to. And so we're excited because now you get to see our faces right edgar we're excited we've been working yep, on this yep, we've been praying yep. for this yeah it's not and um, here I'm, we are. I'm gonna have to have a, a proper <laughs> yeah. like shirt on now that uh this is on video so if you're right trying. right 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 <laughs> we'll actually have to be dressed Rude. nicely and yeah. maybe our hair combed and whatnot but we're very excited uh to continue doing trending up and we've had we've been privileged and blessed to be able to be on this journey and we just thank you our listeners and i guess now we can say viewers our viewers too (laughs) for being with us and uh our last conversation has been a little bit because edgar was at camp meeting edgar tell me a little bit of about camp meeting i really i really didn't talk about what camp meeting is and stuff but tell me how was it did you enjoy it was it hot was it cold i don't know so so as adventists uh we have this tradition from the the 1800s during this time that's called the second great awakening where people Mm. would go and camp they would go meet and camp somewhere and people of different denominations would come and study the word of god and uh that tradition has uh is living today is living and breathing well today in my Mm -hmm. conference and the network of churches that uh, we have here in New York state and uh, pastors go about a week earlier to set up the camp. So this is in the finger lakes of New York, which is a beautiful area, Uh, but it's out in, it's in, it's in the country. So it's called Union Springs Academy. (laughs) And we prepare for like four days, five days of of manual work, setting up tents, moving chairs around. Uh, uh, Since I'm, uh, I'm young, they put me to move a lot of like, tables and chairs and it, we're part of what's called the truck crew uh oh, the in our duty stuff yeah yeah. Yes, yeah 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 so um we i just came back uh last evening uh and um i, I was it was a blessing i'm always blessed in a different way in, in, in right uh every year but i um I'm, I'm glad to be home because being away from my house for about two weeks can can be be tough that's so tough. To, yeah, yeah. I need to mow and stuff, but um, and... I'm blessed. Yeah, and I'm happy to record. I wasn't able to record for two weeks. So. Oh, that's good, man. That's good, man. And just switching real quick. Today is July first, right? As you, if you are a NBA aficionado, aficionado, I don't even know how you say it in English. Uh, you know that yesterday was the beginning of NBA free agency, which I know we all know is fake because most teams are already talking by then, right? Um. Yeah, but Edgar, what's your thoughts, man? We're big Lakers fans. For those of you that don't know, we've said it multiple times, but what are, you, what are your feelings right now with the Lakers? We have one more max spot for a max person. And probably right now at this moment, it's 1242 p.m. July 1st. Kawhi Eastern Leonard time. is pretty much yeah. Eastern time. It's pretty much Kawhi Leonard is pretty much the only person on the table. Um, do you think we get him? We're losing key players and role players that could be on our team that are signing with other players because we're waiting for Kawhi's decision. What do you? What's what's your thought right now? Yeah, well, um, for anybody who follows a any sports team, you want the best players, and right, the best player right. right now that's available is this gentleman named Kawhi Leonard from Toronto, and mm-hmm. he is uh, 
uh, he's from California. He's from Southern California, and he mm-hmm. uh, he he's in the past have said he's wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker, which is a team that we like. Um, and I'm really excited. I uh, my phone is constantly being refreshed to see if we get him officially. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, man, this is, is it's um, it's a fun time to be a, a Lakers fan. Because we have it LeBron James, and we have Anthony Davis, and it's just it's just great. And that's uh, pretty much our whole team right now because we don't have. Yeah, I know we only have three <laughs> players on our team, and you need but five. We'll to get play. it. It'll be filled up, even if that means Edgar and I going to going to play, yeah, or whatever. Uh, but hey, I'll, I'll suit up. I'll suit up. You know, and, that's uh, it. That's <laughs> it. We'll play hard. I just want to say this: as of today, as of twelve forty three p.m. July first, there has been a total amount of three point one billion dollars wow. promised or guaranteed right through contracts to various players. That's $3 yeah. billion dollars that are going to be handed out. Damian Lillard has Ooh. a top contract right now. Six years, $258 million. That's a lot, That's a lot of cheese, man. That's, That's a lot. lot. That's a lot, man. I was going to ask you how much you make per year, but we're not Ooh. even going to go down that uh, road. No, no, no. We, we won't go down that <laughs> We road. won't go around that road because then it won't get good. But we just want to move in now to our topic. We were talking last one that Edgar was with, with us. We were talking about um, our church experiences and, and how that was. And if you haven't heard it, I invite you to check it out. We've also had great episodes with the Trender series with Juan Deal and others. And we're just very excited to be able to communicate with others and just share what they're doing in their scope of life and, and their influence and whatnot. But um, Edgar, I think this is very important, important because I think it really arose from our conversation last time, right, of our church experiences and what we felt as kids that we loved and things that we probably didn't like as much of how people treated us and what we saw and the ugly side of the church, you can say. Um, and I think now, especially that we're, as we're seeing a lot of people leaving church and really not desiring to be a part of a church or of a group, um, especially young people, right? As pastors, we hear that in our meetings all the time, the young people are leaving, they don't, you know, they're just leaving in droves outside and they're just leaving the, and so I think the question remains for us. We're pretty young. We're both 26, um, pastors. Oh, you're 20, oh, that's true. That's true. You are 27. I guess yeah, I'll, yeah. you're you're old. You I'm I'm still young. All right, okay. continue going. Continue, <laughs> I'll be 27 in a couple son. months, but <laughs> but the question I think is why did we stay in the church? Why is it that Edgar, you and myself, and our spouses and some of our friends near us stayed and decided to stay in the church, whereas a lot of maybe our friends and people that we went to school with in college and high school, university have decided like, yeah, no, this isn't for me, right? I don't know if Edgar, if you want to kick us out with that. Why did we, what are some reasons you think why we stayed in the church that probably could help other people in trying in their journey uh, of saying, hey, is this for me or is it not for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think that um, as you grow up, uh, what you value the most is what you keep up with. So Mm. if you want to become a doctor, you stay in school, you know, right. If you want to be good at this or that you do, you invest time in it. And I believe that, um, there's always a disconnect, um, growing up in a church for those who grew up religious, there's always a disconnect, um, around 13 or 14, because you've been growing up in this church. You've follow all these rules, especially if you're seventh day Adventist, you tend to be more conservative than most Christians. Um, so there's a lot of like pressure to do certain things and, and so forth. And, and, um, I spoke for the teenagers during camp meeting for one time, just one time. And I was terrified. Yeah, how did that go? Uh, <laughs> I was terrified <laughs> because, uh, that's typically when people decide in their heart to leave the Lord, to leave the church. Mm-hmm. So I think a big reason why uh, people may leave the church is because 
is disconnected from their reality, is disconnected from their uh, priority, is disconnected from their interests. So then they leave the church, quote unquote, leave the church physically yeah, yeah, when yeah. they're 18 or 19. But typically that actually happens uh, before that age in their heart. You know, there's a, there, um, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I think there's something about uh, being a parent um, that you want to make sure that your children make um, God a personal experience rather right. than just a church experience. Right. Because right. typically we think, oh, you go to church, you know, you should stay in church, but that's not the case. Mm -hmm. people leave mm -hmm. and that's been happening since the dawn of time and um this is something that um that really um I i'm passionate about because right. uh, the reason i was so scared to preach before the teenagers was not that they're gonna bite my head off probably uh, it, it, well they could <laughs> right and under the right circumstances but right. the reason i was, the really, right uh, ner I was very nervous <laughs> right. was because uh i didn't want to screw up i didn't want to right. misrepresent who god was i didn't want to um, be a stumbling block in their own experience with who God is and so right, forth. Right. And, and I think uh, it's very important um, for church leaders, for families, for parents to understand that the development of their children's relationship with, with, with God is, is, I mean, the most important thing in the world. Um, it's not uh, just like finances. That is important. It's mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. sports. That is important. But it's about having, um, raising a generation that knows God personally, not a religion of their parents or the church, but right, a relationship right. that they have personally. And I think that is one of the most deciding factors on why people stay in church, right. because obviously church is a public function of a corporate organization of people worshiping God. Right. So um, I think that's what leads. If there isn't a choice, yeah, in heart, right. why right. go? You know, you're not yeah. going to go to a country club if you don't play golf. You go there, right, 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 right. You gotta play golf. You know? Well, you don't get a gym membership. Just, I mean, I think some people do, but to not use the gym or to not go to the pool, you know, or or to yeah. the track, right? You kind of you want to take advantage as much as as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. I think at, now as we go into actual, you know, reasons, if yeah. if, if you want to say factual or, or tangible yeah. reasons that we stayed in, I think one thing that I saw that is very important is the family life, right? Um, yeah. I know we all, we've talked about how in relationships, everyone is in a dysfunctional relationship. There's no perfect relationship yeah. as much as some people may seem that they have it all together. But I think having a family that models, you know, uh, faith in Jesus, uh, yeah. that teaches faith in Jesus and that lives it out. And that is, you know, I, I think, it, I mean, a lot of, I think our family, we've talked about it last time too, how it was just like, there were times we didn't want to go to church as kids, right? Or even as teens, we were like, but our parents kept forcing it and pushing us. And I see that even though when you, you know, when you were in that moment, you're like, oh, I hate this. But looking back, you're like, man, I'm thankful because in those moments, even though it wasn't just one moment where I was like, this is it. It was like multiple times and just being around that you were able to experience things. Um, I think family life is very important. And, and having parents that model that in a family that, that the environment is healthy when in regards to religion, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to having a faith. I think the most, um, the, if you want to prove the existence of God, it's not yeah. a very logical explanation mm -hmm. or um, a, a cute illustration or this right. fact or that fact, but it's actually right, right. living it out personally. Right, right, and right. The biggest turnoff for any person growing in their faith um, in God is religious people who are simply mm. religious, right. but not followers of who God is. Right. Um, and, and I think that's something that 
needs to be addressed mm-hmm. because there's a lot of well-meaning people yep. that follow truth but don't follow God, mm. don't make them personal. And that is what I think God wants to reinstate in our lives is having a personal relationship with them via the Bible, via prayer, right. through the, 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 the gathering of people. And um, yeah, so family life is important. Um, I know my family upbringing wasn't perfect. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of, um, uh, I think I would say, and, and I'm going to offend my mom, but a lot mm-hmm. of legalism as mm-hmm. a way to uh, coerce me to do certain things. Right, right. Um, but that kind of did help me, though, at the same time, uh, it kind of gave gave me understanding of rules and the in the in the place for them, but now I've come a a, a, a point in my life that it's, it's rules and having a mm. personal relationship with God, right, it's grace right. and 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 the law of God and the love mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, to have like a healthy balance between the two, right? If not. Because uh, I think yeah. a lot of people have that experience where they were just the Bible was just always used as a rule book to spank them, yeah. right? And, and it, metaphorically yeah. speaking, right, it was just used to hit them on the head, like La Biblia no dice que no, pa, pa, you know. And it's like, yeah. and no, it's it, yeah, yeah, it's not like that, right? And so I think having having people that see the true the true view of God, right, the identity yeah. of God, who is the God of yeah. love, that yes, there's there's commands that He has, there's there is a standard that He holds us to, but even when you look at the story of the Bible, he realizes, you know, that people can't live up to the standard. So he sends his own son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes as, as God made flesh mm-hmm. to live out the life that we couldn't live. So even in that, right, he is still saying, hey, look, I'm being merciful to the extent yeah. of I'm doing it for you. Right. So he yeah. modeled what service and love and and sacrifice truly was. Right. And then he asked us to do the same. So it's easier to follow Jesus in some sense. I mean. Not it's not easy, but it's easier because it's not like he's telling you to do something that he himself hasn't done, right? Yeah. And yeah, so it's sure, like, no, just sure. follow me, like, and do what I've done. So I think that's great. I think yeah. uh, going on with that, I think having my parents involved was very good too for me. My parents, my family is very big on music. <laughs> yeah, and, you guys are all uh, talented, man. Oh yeah, oh, you you missed yeah. out, man. I skipped my generation. I'm not. It's not. <laughs> I try, but, but it doesn't work. All right, anyways, continue. hey, it's just you got to try until it works, bro. That's it. Fake it till you make it, but. Um, my parents love it. My dad was involved in like choirs. My mom was too in quartets and just doing music at church. My mom is the organist at my home church. So that was very big in terms of music, which I'll touch on a little bit later. But my mom was also, I mentioned this the other day too, in our last episode of church experiences, how my mom was a, my Sabbath school teacher, my, most of my life. Right. And so that was pretty cool. Cause she developed a relationship with a lot of my friends. And that I believe to this day, they can still, they'll look to her as like Tia Sonia and stuff. And so I think seeing, having parents that are involved, not only in just living it at home, but also involved in church um, and involved in what I appreciated was that my mom was involved in my life too. She was interested in my spiritual life and the spiritual life of my friends. It wasn't always like, you guys got to do better. It was like, no, come to my house. Let me model what a healthy family and healthy spirituality looks like. And so I think that was that was very important because then that leads into like having people in church that walk the talk. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, you have yeah, a yeah. lot. And I think as young people, we can tell like when someone comes and we're like, nah, this person's fake. You know, this person's not actually living out what they believe or what they're talking. Um, and I think when you're in a place in a healthy, hopefully, and I know it's not the, the, the experience of everyone, but being in a place where you have individuals who are walking the talk, right They're 
They're even, I would say, they're walking more than they're talking, right? Because they say, hey, let my life be the talking. Yeah, they do more and, walking than talking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, those words is just... Right, 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 right. Right. And so I think that at this point where we are now, I think that's what's most important, which has hurt the church the most, is that a lot of people that are talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk. And yeah. so you're just like, there's a disconnect, there's dissonance because you're like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, why is it that this person is telling me not to do this, but they're doing this on, you know, Sunday to Friday, but on Saturday they act like they're so much better, blah, blah, blah. They're hypocrites and whatnot. Um, but if we have people, what is that saying that says, um, try to, you know, tell others of Jesus and if necessary, use words, right? Or show others Jesus and if necessary, use words. And so mm-hmm. we think that communicating the gospel and, and the, the, the good news that we have is merely just words and convincing them, hey, this is what we believe. We go to church on this day. We don't do this. We do this. We do that. But in reality, it's more of like, wow, these people are so loving and so serving. And what is it about these people? I want to know more, right? And yeah. so I think if we, had, if we were able to have that mindset rather than, oh, hey, you stump them on the head. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw this firsthand a couple, two weekends ago, we had a park day at the, a day at the park with the, some of the youth at the church and my friend Berto, he, he, and uh, Victor, they cooked a lot of hot dogs and burgers. And so the whole point was to be in the community and just invite anyone that wanted food to come. Yeah. And so people came at the end of it, we were leaving and we had, we had probably like 50, I would say probably 30 or 40 hot dogs, right? And a lot of, and some burgers. So there was this two courts where they play outside here in Palm coast at the, one of the parks. And we just go up and like, they're in the middle of the game, like two courts, full courts, you know, that everyone's playing. We come and like, Hey, free hot dogs. Everyone looks at us like kind of shady. Cause they're like, what are you guys, why are you giving mm. it out? That's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, what's the catch? But then we're like, no, we have water and hot dogs. Come get them. So everyone like, literally, I haven't seen this before, you know, cause when you're playing sports, you don't really stop for anything. You just, you know, we'll go get them later. Everyone came running off the, <laughs> off the court and everyone came so, and got hot dogs and waters. And everyone was like, why are you doing this? Like, who are you guys? Like, right. What are you guys doing? Yeah, we're just yeah. like, Oh, we're just, yeah. we're just a church that's here. We're just hanging out. We're going to do this every so often. We had some cards with our like Instagram of our, what we're doing and stuff with the youth. And so we handed those out and people were like, you know, one guy came up to me. He's like, who are you guys? Why are you guys giving out free food? Like that's so weird. Right. And yeah. so while, rather than coming, can you imagine like the, another scenario, right? We're coming with our Bibles and yeah. like they're playing balls. Like, Hey guys, first Timothy, uh, Titus one says that all who call, you know, Romans, all who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. Call yeah. repent. And they're like, dude, who are you? Like get away yeah. from like, we don't need it. We don't want to hear this. Like, and so just the, the approach that we have with individuals and how we treat others, I think is, is a big, uh, big showing of how we view God. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so, so my my question to you, Sebastian. Um, yeah. W- w- um. So, so for um a disclaimer for our non-Adventist friends or those, mm-hmm. yeah, those that don't know who what Adventists believe in and so forth. Yeah. Uh, we do advocate for vegetarian lifestyle, but we also give a certain Uh-oh. um a, oh, a yeah. theological background for like you're gonna go there meat huh? eating for yeah. So my question to you were um Sebastian uh-huh. um was uh the the hot dogs like actual meat hot dogs or were they veggie hot dogs? They were meat hot dogs. We only had a total. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> man, I'm going to write a letter right now. Do I'm it, bro. Do it. I dare you. I dare the, you. The, the and then I'm going to write another letter because I know that you <laughs> eat chicken too. <laughs> so, 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 no, no. The reason I bring it up is because um, the reason I bring it up is because I think sometimes um, um, we do understand that vegetarian um, diet is healthy. Um, 
Uh, although when done poorly, it's not, it's not healthy. It just, if you're very, uh, car- carbohydrate, like very right. heavy on carbohydrates, mm-hmm. very he- heavy on sodium, very right. heavy on like right. cheese and all this stuff right. is not very healthy. But, right. um, in, in my current circumstances in, in the churches that I serve, uh, two churches right. are, uh, the majority of the members live in the country. Right. Now for those who live in the country, they tend to raise their own cattle. They raise their own chickens and so forth. So they still eat meat. Um, and so, an approach that we've done in the past, not b- before me, um, mm-hmm. is go to these farmers and then advocate for a vegetarian lifestyle. And mm-hmm. that totally turns them off because right. in the worldview, right. right. uh, meat is part of just life. So right. what if instead of telling people stop eating meat, what if we were to lead them to a proper um, diet, including meat, in uh, with, as long as it doesn't compromise the Holy Scriptures. Does right, that make sense? Right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you this: like, um, I, I, uh, when we come to people without understanding their perspective, mm-hmm. uh, we may turn them off. And it's not that oh, they don't accept the truth, and they're 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 yeah, they're they're pagans, they, yeah, you know? They're, yeah, they, they don't yeah. want the truth. Yeah. No, but it's about like, like, uh, the 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 health message is right. Um, about having balanced meals. Uh, meals that are healthy for you, mm-hmm. and for some people, it may be uh, chicken or or beef. Uh, yeah. For others, it may not be. Uh, it, it may just be a vegetarian. Um, right, uh, right. Uh, diet. You, you, right, you get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what so you're I saying. There must be flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I yeah. applaud you guys for doing that because um, I don't know if some of the churches that I serve would be on this would have the same understanding and conviction right, that right, I have right, right now. Right, right, right. And I think that I think the key is balance, right? We went to Southern and next to Southern Adventist University in, in College of Tennessee is Little Debbie, right? Little Debbie <laughs> factories where they make the zebra cakes and cookies and all that. Yeah. And you have people that are big on like don't eat meat and uh don't do this and that, but they're downing zebra cakes like just, you know, one, two, three. And so yeah. you look at and if you put people back, you know, side to side, like you're saying, the farmers and the people that live in the country, you would say, Man, these people are so much more healthier, even though they're eating meat. Compared yeah. to these individuals that aren't eating, they may be vegan or vegetarian, uh-huh. but are just eating so much high levels of sugar. So I think the, the key is balance. I think that's what God wants is balance in every aspect of life. And so when we're talking about what you're eating, balance, not overeating, not being glutton, not, not going and giving into gluttony and eating too much of one thing, but being balanced. And so I think that's what really has helped us, I think, and I speak for you, Edgar, is just having people that we saw had a balanced life, right? That yeah, people yeah. that that were normal yeah. <laughs> inside and outside of church, right? That, that, that weren't like all these like crazy conspiracy people yeah. that had everything is part of the devil and everything. It was just like, no, they can still live a normal life. They can have a normal conversation with someone that doesn't think or act or even look like them. And so you're looking and you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. So you can still have a good, strong faith in God and still operate in this world as someone that, uh, that is looked down as a, in terms of normal, right? In terms of like, yeah. oh, okay, this person yeah, yeah. isn't a weird, but crazy. I, 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 I don't want to uh, digress too much, but I did want to applaud you because I think that's something that I'm going to present to my churches. For yeah. those, if yeah. you listen to this podcast and you're part of my church board and you disagree <laughs> with me, we'll talk then. But uh, <laughs> um, I think that's going to be something that we should consider because you should know when you yeah. go fishing, you don't right. get bait that you think is the best you get bait right. that the fish will want to eat right and for specific you, for the area or the exactly, type of fish that you're trying to exactly. get yep yep so 
when you talk to people and you want them to know who Jesus Christ is above right. anything else, above right. diet, above the Sabbath, right. um, that will give you a perspective on how to communicate right. to right. them the health right. message. That's key. Anyways, uh, That's key. So, and I just want to add too, my pastor always tells me nothing ventured, nothing gained. And so if you don't try something out, you're always going to be like, it will, would it work? And so you yeah. just try it out. It fails. Okay. You know, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah. So I think, I think it's just understanding, okay, what is it? Why do we function as a church? Is it for us ourselves to just continue day in, day out? Or is it to bring more people in to tell others of the, the beautiful, the beautiful things that we have found in life through Ooh. Jesus. And so, but yeah, moving yeah. on, I think. One key that I'm seeing in our stories and our, our talking about why we sit in church, a lot of it revolves around the people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. People make or break a church. Uh, right, right, right. And I think, I think there's a lot of people that don't go to church that have a strong faith in God and connection. Yeah. And we can argue about, you know, the necessary of necessity of being in church and community. And we've talked about community and the importance of it and why we think it's important. But I think there's a big thing to speak on the importance of people that are living like Christ in church, right? And things that I've seen, you know, we've, we've talked about summer camp with Alex and that trender. I went to summer camp as a summer camp as a camper and I worked there for like, what, five years probably. And that was great because I saw young people on fire for God, helping other kids and other young people learn more about God and come to know God. And then we had Pathfinders too, which is like our, you know, we said before, like our Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. And seeing other people that were older living out faith and seeing like, oh, they can do it, then I can do it too. I think, but for me, probably the biggest thing that has kept me in the church is music. Um, and music, I, we told, I was talking earlier, my parents were really involved in music. My mom really wanted me to sing. I was very shy, I was super shy. I don't know how I became a pastor because for my birthday when I was a kid, I would always, when they would sing happy birthday, I would hide under the table. Yeah. That's how shy I would be, but God worked through it. And, but music was really good. So I had people that, were, that saw in me a desire to play, to play the guitar, to play the piano for church. And they invested and they spent time teaching me the chords and teaching me how to play and giving me, not just teaching me, but giving me a platform to play. I think that's key where a lot of people don't have a platform or a a place to plug in what they desire to do. And I think for me, as I moved on, I went to college and then through high school, I lit out and music was really something that kept me connected to church, even to this day, um, because it's a passion that I have that someone was able to give me a platform for it and say, Hey, go out and fulfill it and do it. And we're going to be behind you. You're going to mess up, but we got you. We ha- we're supporting you hundred percent. So I think for me, one of the biggest things, if not the biggest is music. Um, yeah. and just having people that supported my desires and my talents and that were able to invest and give me a platform to, you know, place that and do it. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And, and, um, people leave churches, not just p- because of theology, sometimes we think it's theology, you know, right. we disagree on this topic or that to- topic, but people mm-hmm. leave churches because of the people. Right, uh, that's it. And, and, and one of the the saddest things as a pastor, I've, I've met people who've come to my church mm-hmm. for months at a time, and then they stop. So then as a pastor, I feel convicted to go and meet with them. Right. And when yeah. I meet with them, um, uh, it's, it's always surprising to, um, to hear that. It's not surprising, but it's always sobering to hear that mm-hmm. a lot of times they leave Mm. people and then when i go to the churches and the regular attendees are like why is so and so not here they they never think did i say something wrong yeah they never think yeah. oh did i offend them it's typically always well they didn't right 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 
They right. didn't, you know, they, they're too. It's on them. It's always on other people and never on, on and us. That's yeah. never healthy. It's yeah. never healthy. Yeah. Yeah. There must be a balance, mm-hmm. but it's never healthy. Right. And, and I think that's something that we need to take to heart as pastors, mm-hmm. and especially leading out a church, but also for those who don't lead out a church, who, who go to church frequently, uh, you make up the church. So uh, yeah. you have an impact, yeah. the way you treat people, the way that you smile or the way that um, you interact with people really can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, and I know it's kind of hard because there's a, puts a lot of pressure in people in church, but really if we're truly living out a Christian life and we're being filled every day, as we've been talking through this podcast, right with God, your life is transformed and changed and yeah, we'll fall. Yeah. We'll still be mean at times and, and whatnot. But I think it's important for one. And thankfully we, we haven't, we didn't have this conversation early on. We wanted to establish the foundation is always God, right? People are going to fail. People even in church are going to be bad. And mean like, that's not a, I don't think that's a hundred percent a great reason to leave the church, but I think it is contribute to the reasons of why people are leaving the church. Right. But yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say that the only way that's possible is if you're connected to God, Yeah. If, right. you know, I've messed up when I've tried to be sincere and I've messed up because right. I, I thought of, I, I wanted to hurt someone. This is, that's the right. Truth. If right. we are right. honest with one another, none of us, say that we are without sin you know uh, right, the bible right. says that that person who says they don't have sin is a liar and you shouldn't trust yeah, them yeah so no yeah. i've messed up and the thing is i asked myself how should i act you know mm-hmm. how should i behave mm-hmm. and it's hard yeah you yeah. don't always have the right words but if right. you say god direct my life and throughout the day as you interact with your spouse mm-hmm. as you interact with friends with coworkers say, Lord, continue to lead me, lead me, lead me. Yeah. And yeah. that is when we start moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you're perfect, but that right. does mean that you're moving in the right direction and your heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're not going to meet mean people in the church, right? You're going to have people. I'm sure Edgar and I can testify. We're not going to call it names, but you've met people that you're just like, man, if I wasn't confident in God, I would be out of here. <laughs> you know, like, um, and so I think it's just, if you are still in church and you're involved, I encourage you to try to shift the culture of that church by yeah. giving a deeper glimpse of into the heart of God. And, and I think something that I saw when I got to college was that many of us as young people, we have our parents' faith or our grandmother's faith yeah. or our family's faith. And as soon as we leave the doors of our house permanently to say, right, to go to college, we give it back, right? So it's like a borrowed faith. It was never truly ours. So what I encourage you to do is as much as possible, Try to make your faith your own. And this is why it's important for you to have your own personal time with God, this connection with God through prayer, through reading the Bible, through understanding the story of the Bible. In that way, then becomes your faith and your decisions. And it's like, okay, I want to make this my church. And that's what happened with me. I got to the point where even though I didn't agree with things, I didn't like how people treated others and whatnot was what I was seeing because of music, because of what I love to do. And I could plug it into church in some way. I was able to make this church my own and I took a own, uh, ownership of it and I tried to make it a better place uh, knowing that we have a lot of faults. We have a lot of things that we got to do better and work at, but I want to stay in it because I want to try to see it, that, that it does become what I think the church can become and what it needs to become to help others. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and for those we acknowledge those are in the church, but mm-hmm. for those who have left the church, um, mm-hmm. if there's any way to heal um, wounds that someone said or didn't say or did right. say or whatever the case is, 
like i want to apologize um on behalf of the church mm. uh, we've hurt people that's good um we we've messed up we've we've tried to stand up for the truth but by standing up for the truth we we hurt you and mm. and um there is a role for like uh, like um truth you know and it sometimes hurts but that is not always the case when it comes to churches and um i apologize and mm-hmm. and i hope you understand that uh god what god wants for his church is actually bliss not uh problems mm-hmm. not deceit or um what's the word or um gossip right, god right, wants right. like flourishment and if you've been hurt take your time heal um distance yourself if you need to mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. from the church don't mm-hmm. distance yourself from God because right, right. if you remember the proper like role of God is to love you and right, to love the right, church. Right, right. God never designed people to hurt each other. And I, I say this because um, I've been hurt and the way that I've coped with it is not by um, by dismissing it because to dismiss feelings right, is right, to be right. insane really. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everybody has feelings. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, you have feelings. But may those feelings remind you that what that person did or didn't do or whatever that hurts you, yeah. that reminds you that that whatever they did wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. So may your feelings be remind you that th- certain things aren't okay. Right. But may they not just drive you to- totally. Like if we were to all follow our feelings, the world would be right. <laughs> a mess. Yeah. But may yeah. We, um, you, you get what I'm saying, Sebastian? Yeah, I get you. I get you, man. And I think the 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 best thing to end here with is just focusing on Christ and seeing like, think yeah. about Jesus, the people that Jesus came to save crucified him. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and yet he still loves us. Right. And he still bears with us every single day. And so I think that just shows like if God, the one that we are seeking to become more like and who are, who we are praying to and trying to get to know more each day is willing to be crucified by those he came to save then I think we can kind of take on that and just say, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. Even though I may be crucified by my own people in my own church, I'm going to continue because Jesus did it. And I want to be like Jesus. Right. So I know it's hard. I know it's the tough one, but these are, we just want to share a little bit of why we stayed in the church. As you saw, most of the reasons why we stayed is because we, thankfully we were privileged to have people that the right people at the right time in our lives. And, and sure we've had people walk in and out of our lives that, maybe have had bad uh, um, impressions or intentions or um, influences in our lives, but we were able to find something that we were passionate about, whether that be through sports uh, and meeting people, through summer camp, through music, through preaching, uh, through arts and photography, you know, podcasts. Now we found something that we could really give towards God to help others and we've also t- taken ownership of our church to the point where we're pastors now. We're trying to change the culture and shift it into a culture that really sees God for who he is. Because the way we see God is the way we see others. And that's how we'll treat others. So hopefully something we said was beneficial for you guys. And once again, we're very excited to, to and thankful for all those that are listening and sharing our content. And we just invite you to keep sharing it, keep listening and keep trending up because that's the only way that we can get better in this life. We love you all. Peace. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us and share our content. Learn more about us by checking out our website. The link is in our show notes. From us to you, muchas gracias. And always keep trending up.